The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. Was Edith Wilson the first woman president of the United States? Let's continue to listen to my participation as part of a roundtable of podcast historians. Hollywood is calling and the top producers have a huge task. They want to know what movies history podcasters want to make. All right, so we saved Richard, who actually pitched this idea for historical films. So we saved his pitch for last. Let's hear what you have to sell us, Richard. My movie would center upon the story of Woodrow and Edith Wilson, and I've always found Edith Wilson's story very compelling because you have a woman who ended up becoming what historians consider the first acting woman president in history, not officially, but in effect. And her story is all the more interesting because this was not something that she ever schemed or plotted to do. She was basically a DC socialite, if that, when I say socialite, kind of a loose term for that. But here's a woman who was from Virginia. She was married to a jewelry salesman and he dies and she's a widow, but ends up basically running the business, taking it over and making it profitable. And meanwhile, she befriends people in the orbit of Woodrow Wilson, who was president at the time. And she was relatively apolitical. Woodrow Wilson, his first wife dies while he's president. And it's obviously a devastating moment for him. And the whole White House is a scene of, it's just a very morose place at the time. And Wilson's cousin and his physician know that this is a terrible time for him and he's very stressed out because he's president but also specifically because he's dealing with a lot of crises in Europe and World War One, and he's also dealing with a crisis back home with Mexico and during that time they say hey let's introduce him to this lady this widow Edith Wilson and they kind of set them up and bring her to the White House and he's absolutely smitten so there's the romance side of it but at the same time, it's great because these are complicated figures. Woodrow Wilson, as we know, was once a respected president, and some historians still respect him today, but he was a person who was basically a neo-Confederate and did all sorts of horrible things that he segregated the federal government. And his era, his presidency, even though it's considered a progressive presidency, it ended up really becoming regressive in terms of racial progress in the United States. And so he's this complicated figure. He falls in love with Edith, proposes to her. She says no, but he's persistent. And the fact that she says no showed that she wasn't a power-hungry woman trying to get power. But eventually they do get married. And then he suffers a stroke. And he suffers a stroke as he's trying to convince the American people to ratify, to support his League of Nations, which is his plan to not just end World War I officially, but to prevent all future wars from ever happening. So he's got this major messiah complex. 
and he has a stroke. And now Edith Wilson is afraid that if her husband gets too stressed out as president, that he's going to die. So she takes up a lot of his work and she, in effect, becomes America's first acting woman president. I actually interviewed his biographer recently, and she said that she thinks the title is legit. First acting woman president, unofficially, but nonetheless, was basically doing more than what maybe a chief of staff would have done as president. And one of the great ironies of this is that all of this happens right as women secure the right to vote with the 19th Amendment. And at the same time, they and no one else had any idea that there was a woman actually running the show. And another irony is that Edith Wilson was not a suffragist. She very much disdained the suffragists. So ironies all abound. Now, as far as who would play them, for Woodrow Wilson, I choose Benedict Cumberbatch because, first of all, he kind of has this long face. He's played historical figures before. He played Alan Turing in the movie Imitation Game. And so he's used to playing haughty, elitist academics, brilliant men. And that's what Woodrow Wilson, that's who he was. And when I was watching Wonder Woman, the first one with Gal Gadot in 2007, there's a sidekick, kind of comic relief sidekick. It's actually Chris Pine's assistant, his character's assistant. The character name is Etta Candy, but the actress, British actress named Lucy Davis. And as soon as I saw her, first of all, she was kind of dressed like a suffragette from the time. But when I saw her, I immediately thought, that's my Edith Wilson. That is her. So I would choose Benedict Cumberbatch and Lucy Davis to play them. And in addition to that, so then the question is, do you play it serious? Do you play it straight or do you play it as comedy? And there's definitely a weekend at Bernie's kind of potential here because there's literally a scene. When I say a scene, this actually happened in history where Woodrow Wilson is totally, he's basically totally immobilized for the last year and a half of his presidency and people start getting suspicious. Edith Wilson covers it up. And the Congress starts getting suspicious, so they actually send a delegation to visit Wilson to talk about a very specific subject. I think it was Mexico, a treaty with Mexico. But anyways, they go there, and so Edith Wilson and the Dr. Alan Grayson, they're all freaking out about what to do because Congress is going to see Wilson is not functioning. But they kind of coach Wilson, and they kind of set it up where the delegation would meet Wilson, but it would be in a dark room where they couldn't really see him very well. And they just kind of tell Wilson what to say. And it plays out exactly the way you know it's planned, where these congressmen go and meet him. And Wilson, it's in a dark room. And they see him and he basically like somehow he musters the strength to deliver exactly what the congressman what they needed to hear. And the congressmen see him. They're like, oh, I guess he's okay." But in reality, he's just kind of propped up and made to look okay, even though he's not really okay. But it's very weekend at Bernie's. And it's great because I was telling a friend about it and he literally said, you can make the movie. You can call it Weekend at Woodrow's. And if we want to play it as a comedy, instead of Lucy Davis playing Edith Wilson, we could have Rebel Wilson playing Edith Wilson. (laughs) But if we want to make it serious, I think Lucy Davis would be perfect for the role. She was in the British office, wasn't she? Lucy Davis. Yes, I believe she was. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, there you go. That is my Woodrow and Edith Wilson. And I think, honestly, you could sell it. I mean, there's always been this fascination about when is America going to have her first woman president and all that. And one day, if it happens, it's going to be this big deal and all that stuff. But you can sell it as, hey, America kind of did have a woman president at one point. Here's the movie. And so there you go. You can either go the comedic route with Rebel Wilson or you could go the serious route with Lucy Davis. But I would need Benedict Cumberbatch in it. That's my main condition. 
Anyways, there you go. That's my movie. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Well, I'm going to give you a thumbs up on the choice of Benedict, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's played these like kind of like neurotic geniuses that you just don't really like, but they're very complex and fascinating. If that isn't Woodrow Wilson, I don't know what is. Like Sherlock Holmes. Played Sherlock seven or eight years. Exactly, exactly. It's like Benedict is, no question, could do it as an actor, but picture this that I've seen of Woodrow Wilson. He is a hideously ugly man. And I thought, do you need to go for the casting route of someone who really gets cast for looking weird, like a Steve Buscemi or Willem Dafoe? I was thinking, too, another one that's a little outside of the box is Rami Malek, who was also an Oppenheimer. And then for an Egyptian-American actor to play it, I mean, that would set Woodrow Wilson spinning like a lathe in his grave. So consider that. You mentioned, Richard, his ranking has gone down over the past few years. I think he's getting it from both sides right now. Oh, yeah. Conservatives have abhorred him for a while. I'm not a fan of violently taking down names and statues, but I didn't really shed a tear when Princeton got rid of the Woodrow Wilson name for their school. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, C-SPAN rankings, and in 2000, he was number six, and in 2021, he's down to number 13. And I'm guessing back then, a few decades ago, he was lumped in with the achievements of the progressive era, so he's seen as being someone who's bringing America to the world stage, suffrage, yada yada. But for the reasons we mentioned, his rank is going down, and I think another reason he was so high for so long, and this ties into the character of Edith, Edith didn't die until the 60s, and after Wilson's death, she was his hype woman for the rest of her life. So any important building, anything that's dedicated to him, anything that happens, she was there. This is what her biographer mentioned. So for decades and decades and decades, you had a kind of like how the rapper has his hype man. Woodrow has his hype woman. So it really goes to show that there's human connections of what someone's reputation is when you have someone that's a one woman army pushing it. So that was one thing that made me think of a casting choice. If 
But there's anyone who can really bring that Yoko Ono energy, that kind of Machiavellian scheming to the table. I don't know what actress really comes out to me, but someone who has that kind of energy, I think could really capture the spirit of who Edith Wilson was. That's a good point. Maybe the woman from Gone Girl, she's pretty scheming. I don't think she looks anything like a Rosamund Pike, but I was terrified of her character in that movie. I like the Yoko Ono reference. I was thinking Jackie Kennedy because she was the one that did the whole Camelot thing for JFK. But you're right. Edith was his greatest advocate and she lived to see JFK elected. In fact, when I was living in Virginia, I would have to drive over Woodrow Wilson Bridge every now and then and just daydream about that movie that I wanted to make about Woodrow Wilson and Edith Wilson. He was the last Virginia born president, right? Yes. Yes, he was. Woodrow Wilson is a president that I think people forget that they talk about the New Deal under FDR, a Wilson acolyte. They talk about the Great Society under Johnson, but Woodrow Wilson really laid the foundation for that. His new freedom policy gave us the Federal Reserve. It gave us income taxes. It gave us the Federal Trade Commission. And that's not even talking about his foreign policy stuff, which he's most famous for. So in terms of consequential presidents, he's about as high as any president. But of course, people kind of lump all of that under FDR or Johnson. But FDR was really trying to continue Wilson's vision. And the 1912 election, he actually beat out TR. He did. Who was running as a third party candidate. Although I tend to look at it as TR kind of beat himself because he ran splitting the ticket that I think otherwise the Republicans usually had a majority. He ran as a bull moose candidate. But at any rate, that basically, I think, set Wilson up to win. But yeah, I just think it would be a fascinating movie because you have two fascinating figures. And I think there is a bit of a, I mean, not to say that I'd really like to see Woodrow Wilson in any romantic context, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that he was absolutely over the moon about Edith Wilson and Edith Wilson was a quite charming woman that people said good things about. But then here you have a situation where she's hiding her husband's health and concealing what's really happening for the American people and for the rest of her life kind of concealed what she called her stewardship. She said it was a stewardship where she was taking up some of his roles and caretaking the presidency. But on her own right, she's a fascinating woman. She was the first woman president who didn't want women to vote and who served as president right when the suffrage movement was coming to fruition. Yeah, I'm thinking more about this. And from what I've read about Edith, that she sounds like a fairly normal person who was put into extraordinary circumstances. And exactly. It's not like she's trying to mastermind anything, but I got to say from an entertainment standpoint, I really like just going full Gone Girl, Rosamund Pike and just push it hard in that direction where Edith is basically like a Ottoman Empire Sultan's mother who arranges for one son to be executed so that she can get her son on the throne and be this total narcissistic Machiavellian Nietzschean mastermind behind the screen. I think that'd be pretty entertaining, if not necessarily historically accurate. I love it. And if that's the case, we have to have Seth Rogen as Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, let's just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Take a couple more liberties. Yes. Join us next time as we resume our normal series chronological narrative. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride.